0: Hi, everyone. Welcome to our event. This event is brought to you by Datadox Club, which is a community of people who love data. We have weekly events and today is one of such events. If you want to find out more about the events we have, there is a link in the description. And actually, finally, we have quite a few of upcoming events there. Usually we have um, a few events in the pipeline, but it takes some time for us to announce them. But now, if you go to that link, you'll see quite a few events. And there is one, if you're interested in data engineering, there is one event that happens next week, which is also part of our data engineering course about ingesting data from APIs. And yeah, check it out. You'll see, you'll find many interesting things there. Then do not forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel. If you're watching this stream now, this video, and for some reasons you have not subscribed, now is the best time to fix that. So, if you subscribe, you will not miss any future streams like the one we have today. And finally, we have an amazing Slack community where you can hang out with other data enthusiasts. This week, we'll talk about accelerating the job hunt for the perfect job in tech. And today, we have a special guest, Sarah. Sarah is a data scientist and a certified career and interview coach. She has over six years of experience working in tech, working at international companies financial companies, and startups. She went through a career transition herself, and she also wants to support women, other women, in following their professional dreams. And that inspired her to become a certified career coach. And she is on a mission to support more women to find the right job for them. So as a career coach, she has been supporting women, getting back to work after a career break, and women in transition to the data field. And today we'll probably talk more about that and in general about finding the perfect job. So, welcome to our interview, Sarah.
1: Thank you, Alexi, for having me a guest at your channel. I'm very pleased to be part of it.
0: Yeah, thanks. Thanks for, for accepting the invite. So, the questions for today's interview are prepared by Johanna Bayer. Thanks, Johanna, for your help. And let's start. So, before we go into our main topic, of finding a good job, let's start with your background. I already mentioned a couple of things, but maybe can you tell us more about your career journey so far?
1: Yeah, sure. So I have a background in uh, computer science engineering. So I studied in Tunisia before uh, moving to Berlin and I worked a few years as a full stack developer before transitioning to data science. As you say, like I did a career transition myself. And uh, since 2018, I have been working as a data scientist at Remerge, which is a company for app, mobile app retargeting. So it helps people use the apps again, the mobile apps again, by displaying ads. Mm-hmm. In, yeah.
0: So I, I have already worked in the, the ad tech space. So correct me if I'm wrong. So let's say I play a game, right? And then I something happens, and I forget about this game, right? I stop playing it, and then what you do is you see me in some other app, and you say, "Hey, like do you remember this game that you played? Come back
1: exactly, right? yeah, so that's retargeting, yeah uh-huh. that's the the main area where Remarch started, and then we also started uh, user acquisition recent year, so yeah, that's where. I started in data science and still work uh, at Remerge. And at the same time, about after having my first child, I decided I was like, okay, I want to do something during my parental leave and so on, because I needed to find something for myself. And that's where I started doing, started the journey into my own project, which is Thriving Career Moms, where I started helping uh, moms returning to work after maternity. And then until the, like recently, I also started to support women in tech or women in career transitions. So not necessarily only moms. Yeah, and that's um, a little bit more. <laughs> if you have more mm-hmm. question about my mm-hmm. journey, then yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. But how exactly did you realize that? Okay, I not only I want to help women get back to work after a break but you also decided to like become a coach. Like what did you do? Which steps? Like from the moment you realized that, okay, like I have some knowledge about that and I want to share it to actually getting your first mentee. Like what was the journey?
1: Coach, yeah. So the secret there is because I have been having the support of a coach along my journey. When I decided to transition to data science, I joined the community and there I got the support on how to go through my career transition and then at the same time when I, also another time when i decided to start my own project i got the help of that same community which is classic career girl and yeah i followed the steps i was like i take the first action and then okay here's some opportunity let me have a membership and then okay not a membership let's uh, do something else so i kept trying doing different things and with the support of my coach through the support of my community where i belong yeah i could really come up with a product a service and start Mm -hmm. career coaching and having my own coaches yeah Mm
0: -hmm. and when it comes to defining a figuring out what is your niche where you can help like at the beginning did you already know what exactly you want to help or was it something you needed to work out and uh, understand and eventually yeah. say that, okay, I want to help moms, right?
1: Yeah. And that's, I think, a process that I'm still going through it until mm-hmm. this date because you keep, okay, now is this the right niche? Is this, however, I know from like, I want to support women in the beginning. So, for example, I had like, mm-hmm. I want to support other women because I have my own, like, from my own journey, I know that uh, we face some certain challenges So, and I feel called to support women. But then, okay, is it like moms? Is it women in tech? Is it women transitioning to data? And yeah, that's I'm still working on this with step-by-step step, small steps.
0: <laughs> so what is or what are the most common things that your clients come to you with? Like what do they, what kind of problems do they have that they need to, your help?
1: They need to, usually they are looking for a new job or they are starting, I also help with someone who started a new job. So started a new job, but they don't have a specific goal. So I was like, okay, supporting them in the first month, but most of them are career changers and looking for a new job.
0: Yeah. Which is exactly the topic for today's interview? right? Yeah.
1: Yeah. And we talked about that why uh, Mm -hmm, lunch, networking lunch. That's why the idea.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So for those, there is a a bit of a story. (laughs) So we met, I think it was in November. So in uh, Berlin, in Data Talks Club, we have regular meetings. So breakfasts, lunches, dinners. And we met on one of these lunches, on on one of the meetings. And interestingly, along with Sarah, there was... Your client. Yeah. Right. So, and that for me was super interesting. That's why we are talking right now. So, it took some time to arrange everything. Yeah. So, it was a, a really interesting lunch.
1: It's also a career to data.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, clients come to you and ask you to help them with finding a new job. So, what mm-hmm. happens after we have the first call? So, how exactly do you help them to find? this perfect job for their ambitions.
1: Okay, so uh, the way I help them is through taking them through the process, which is four pillars. The first pillar is about job search, so helping them getting clear about their ideal job description. So we see jobs online, but which jobs are you really interested in to be doing? What problems are you interested to be solving? And What's your vision for the next future? So that's the thing that we, uh, we go through first. And then it's about having a networking strategy and knowing which people are you going to reach out to so that you have increased your chances for a referral, for knowing about the right opportunity. And then it's about the resume and interview preparation which is about how to tailor your resume, how to use the correct keywords and how to show the value that you provide to the company. And then how can you also express that in interviews? So preparing for the top questions, like, for example, why are you applying for this company? What makes you interested to apply here? Why are you leaving your job? Why did you change your career? And so on. And then the Fourth pillar is the job search strategy, which is about the main job search activities that one is going to to enter the day-to-day job.
0: Okay, so we talked about these four pillars, right? And then you said that the first thing is job search, right? So, like, you need to know what is your ideal job description.
1: First pillar is the job description, yeah, yeah. ideal,
0: and which jobs are interesting for you. Uh, where you want to be in the future. So how do you know that whether a job description is 100% aligned with my ambition? Like, Is this the job that I'm looking at right now right for me?
1: Yeah, I think that's one thing that all my clients who come, they think, for example, they know what they are looking for. For example, let's say here to be concrete, I'm looking for a data scientist job. But then, okay, data scientists can do many things, right? So even the, the titles are different. You can find, for example, decision-making scientists, you can find the applied research scientists, and all of them, they can be put under data science. So the first step is that I help them to figure out that and how to know this is the right like, alignment is by having like, knowing what skills do you want to develop right now. So, to go about it is first researching. So, what we do is like first researching all these data sciences jobs online, advertisement. You look at the advertisement and then, okay, you will find some tasks that you enjoy, you, you are interested in doing. So, you start to collect, okay, these tasks I like to do, these no, this technology I'm interested to learn about it. This technology not so this is part of researching and the job description, but not only that, the other thing is doing connecting with people who are doing the job. So, for, let's say I found last time I found a flink, so that's <laughs> by example, like flink that has a job advertisement for a data scientist. Then I see, is there any people that I can connect with? Who work it at the company or are currently working at Flank, so that I can ask them about how is it to work there. What do you do on a day-to-day basis? And this helps to discover the alignment exactly by going through the process of researching, talking to, doing informational interviews, which is a strategy that I really like because it gives you another perspective. I use it myself when. I was doing my career transition and even as I look at how I want to grow further in my position I do informational interviews with different people so that I figure out what would be the thing that uh, is right for me
0: And uh, I'm a bit side tracking again so
1: <laughs> yes fine no,
0: it's fine so in our community we have courses right so right now we have three courses three different courses so ML engineering course data engineering course and MLOps course while the first and the last one are kind of similar, the data engineering course is quite different. So it's a different kind of job, right? So then people take all these courses. So they take the engineering and the data engineering course, the ML engineering course, and they say, okay, I like all the courses, all of them. Mm-hmm. All of them right?" You,
1: what's the third? So ML engineering, data engineering, and the third? ML
0: OPS. Okay. Okay.
1: Yeah.
0: So, and then the students come and say like, we took the courses and we like all of them.
1: Mm-hmm. and.
0: I want to do all of this stuff right and this is a lot right so you cannot be like you can but like it's difficult to be a jack of all trades right especially if you're only starting your career and you you need to figure out what exactly from these directions where exactly do i want to go sometimes happens is the students just apply to everything right so Mm -hmm. they apply to data engineering position ml ops position ml uh, engineering positions like all of them right yeah I am not sure if it's a good thing or a bad thing, maybe you can tell us, but I think one of the consequences of that, that you kind of lose focus, right?
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: So how in this situation, when there are so many options and because like, if I try to focus, then it means that I am kind of losing opportunities. Like I have this fear of missing out that if I don't apply to data engineering positions, then like there's a very big chunk of potential jobs that I will not get because I don't apply to them, right? So if I only apply to ML engineering positions. So how in this case can I actually understand which one is better and what is better for me?
1: Okay, yeah. The first thing, so taking the courses, all the courses to explore is uh, good because one doesn't have experience in the field. So exploring different um, specializations is a good way to start. But what I would suggest to do before, before starting to do courses. Okay, now yeah. we are, I will talk about those who already do the course. <laughs> but before doing the courses and start doing, like applying for jobs, take some time and reflect on your profile. What do you have as skills? What do you have as strengths? And what do you have as uh, qualifications? Of course, uh, qualifications, strengths, skills, and then what do you have as experience? So, taking into consideration all of these, in addition to them, also the interests. So this is this allows you to better leverage. Okay, from I have my profile now. Which one of these, like data engineering, ML ops, or ML engineer? would be the one that works for me. First, I would be applying the skills that I would like, I enjoy, and I can become good at, because I am enjoying, then I can become good at. So which ones fit better based on also my experience as well. So a combination of your profile, what makes you unique, what makes you you? And then, okay, from there, let's look at research dispositions. What does a data engineer do? What does ML ops do? And what um, an ML engineer does? Once I do that, then I choose one of these and now it's time to address okay, but I'm not sure yet like I don't have much experience in it. All of them sound interesting. I want to work with data. Many people say I just want to work with data. I'm interested to work with data. What I would advise them? Still try to choose a focus. So let's say, now, okay, choose a focus, but maybe, okay, how do you choose it? Try to see the market, job market. If all of them are interesting to you, then look at the job market. What does the, the job market say? Maybe are there more like hiring data engineers? Are they hiring more ML ops? What's your target salary? So the target environment. So. Study it from the point of the job market. This will help to filter. Okay. And from those, it sounds like the data engineering with my skills and my profile, uh, what I want to do, like the work environment, uh, the job market, and so on. This one fits better. And from there, choose a focus. Why a focus is not going. And now I want to answer the question of why the focus is not going to make you lose opportunities. Because when you focus, you simply give yourself the opportunity to grow your skills in that specific area. And a mistake I did myself when I decided to do, to change to data science, because I have the background of full stack developer and I have like, I worked with Java, I worked with back frontend. front so actually I was like, and I decided to move to Berlin. I know I want to be in data science, but I still wasn't clear for me, okay, data science, ML engineer, data scientist. It wasn't clear at that time to me. But I, what I did in the beginning is I started to apply for all jobs, for stack developer, back-end developer, backend engineer, uh, software engineer, data scientist, ML engineer. And I got overwhelmed. Like, how can I do? Prepare for the interviews for all of these. They have different requirements. Data scientists at a a job would require other skills than a full-stack developer. A data engineer would require more skills than a data scientist, although they can have like an intersection in some points, but the focus, the main focus would be different from data science, data engineer. So I I was getting lost, not getting any um, opportunities to have interviews rejections, what can I do, and so on, until I narrowed down my focus. And that's when I started to become more confident, more ready for the interviews. I could have a specific plan for learning. And I started to get interviews, although I, uh, I narrowed it down. I was like data scientist, and I remember also ML engineer. I kept it as a, a data scientist and ML engineer for me. And that was my focus. So yeah that's the focus doesn't really reduce your chances. And another thing, (laughs) I don't know, another thing is that companies want some people that have experience. So if you keep applying for all of these uh, courses at the end, you are applying for data engineer, ML engineer, data scientist, then the company who is hiring for a data engineer, which requires more infrastructure and tooling and like preparation of the data workflow and so on, they will not find you having that um, practice of data engineering because you are trying to do all of them. Hmm.
0: So which means that, uh, let's say somebody wants to take our courses, they should do some of this work even before they take courses, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: Then you have more focus from the very beginning and you know, okay, I want to focus on data engineering, so I talk data engineering. And then uh, after the course, perhaps instead of taking the other courses, Focus on developing the skills in this area, focus on doing more projects in this area and then get interviews in that area, right? And try to understand where you stand, what else is needed, uh, required to get the job. Hopefully, after finishing our course, you get all the skills, right? Yeah. Yeah. But sometimes some companies might require something specific, right, that we don't cover. And then this is where you can understand that. Okay. Yeah. And then try to focus on, I don't know, building a project with this particular skill.
1: Yeah. It's, it's important to not get lost in doing all the courses. I don't know if, if really all of them do all the courses before starting a new course, just take some time and okay, maybe have a project, even if, so I finished data engineering I do a project and I see if I enjoy doing it. Okay, I suppose the the hypothesis is something that I would like. But okay, I finished data engineering, let me practice, let me uh, show that I developed skills in data engineering and then think about another course. But going from uh, one course to another is like, (laughs) I don't know (laughs) the worst, but yeah, it's better to avoid it, like, Especially like that's a circle, like you get on the train of course after course after course because I feel like I still don't have uh, enough qualifications. But remember, you have also skills, you have strengths, you have experience. So don't forget about that.
0: And when it comes to having even more focus, because like, okay, you mentioned that. When it comes to data science, it's such a broad topic. It can mean anything from analysts to hardcore deep learning, whatever, right? And when you read one job description for data scientists, it can be super different from another description of data scientist. And the same thing with data engineers. You can be a data engineer that builds a data platform. You can be a data engineer that helps analysts. You can be a data engineer that works with data scientists, right? So there are also specific things. If I already know, okay, I want to do data science or I want to do data engineering, should I already have even more focus and think, okay, like I want to focus on this particular type of data science job or it's okay here at this point to be rather broad?
1: Okay, yeah, because it's already, if you choose to focus on data engineering, there are different demands from company. Another uh, thing that is in the first pillar that I've talked about, which is the job description, is not only uh, getting clear about that job description, show the things that you want to do, the title that you want, target titles, but also the companies. So what are the companies that you want to be working at? So choose the companies and see or this, the same thing. This is by research, informational interview, researching. And from there, you come up with a list of, let's say five, 10 companies maximum. That's your, I would say a list of five. A list of five is enough. These are my top five companies that I want to work there. And from there you see, okay, these companies, what are the profiles of the data scientists there? Can I network with them? Start to, okay, let me get closer, know what they are doing, information interviews, and see what problems that they are trying to solve the team of data engineer, data scientist, or the company, because every company shares its mission, its purpose, what we are doing, this is our product, and so on. So there is already a lot of information available publicly. Publicly, there is a lot of information available. So use that information in order to help you know what are the projects that you need to practice? What are the problems that you need to practice solving? and coming up with practical experience in those problems, and then also networking with the people who work at this company, because that's another layer in the job search, which is the networking. Does it answer your question? Yeah, it
0: does. And you mentioned the word networking like 10 times by now. So I think we should talk about that now.
1: (laughs) What I mentioned 10 times, the companies.
0: No, no networking the word networking, networking. So ah, first, yeah. it's one of the pillars but yeah. even before we go to this networking pillar right it's also something you do to realize what is the perfect job for you right so you you know okay this is the area where I want to focus and in order to do that you you mentioned this information interviews informational right? interviews exactly so how does it look like? Okay, I have these top five companies where I want to work. Mm-hmm. I opened LinkedIn. I say data scientist at company X, re-merge, whatever, right? And then I say, okay, these are the people who work there. So what happens next? Do I just, like how yes. they don't know me? I don't know them. Like what exactly is... uh <laughs>
1: uncomfortable, uh, especially for doing it the first time. I'm comfortable to do the informational yeah. interviews so I can... Uh, yeah, it's normal to feel uncomfortable, but thinking about um, the results, so the outcome. So let's, before oh, the outcome of information interview, it gives you an idea, as I said, about what the company is doing, what the role is doing, and you can get advice. Now, I have that goal, so I'm up for it. This is um, a tool that will give me access to this information. But not only that, we have to know that people like to help others. They enjoy giving advice, helping others. I don't know, Alexy, do you like helping others?
0: <laughs> yeah, I like mean, when somebody says, yeah. okay, like, I have this problem. How about we meet for lunch? Yeah. I would not decline it. Like, why would I say no to lunch, right?
1: Yeah. Or at least if you don't have time for lunch, you would say, okay, yeah, I yeah. don't can't do lunch, but maybe we can have some time to talk, I don't know, for... Yeah. So people generally like to help. So to approach for an informational interview, just be specific, talk to the person. So I reach out to the person, hi. Before reaching out to them, research, research that person. See if they research them on LinkedIn, I would say, of course. That's the platform that we have. Do they have... on
0: Facebook and Instagram, right?
1: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Professional, if you want. But I'm talking about LinkedIn. So uh, maybe they do share some things of their work, of their interests, of uh, things that they support, So or they they blog about uh, their tech stack or something like this. So research them and find something to connect with that person. So something about them that you can tell them, for example, I liked what you shared here, or we come from the same, something to connect similarities. And then from that, say that you are currently looking for a job and uh, working on the, your target companies or your target role. And you are interested, you are considering this company. You are considered to work at this company. So you would like to hear from them. What advice would they give you? And how is it like to work at this company? And invite them for a short call, like 20 minutes, to 15 minutes make it easy to say yes. So it's, lunch is good, lunch is good if they say like, okay, let's come for a lunch, but don't ask for lunch at the beginning. It's like 15, 20 minutes call mm-hmm. or coffee and uh, that's it. So to make it easy to say yes.
0: Mm-hmm. And uh, well, I assume I need to be prepared when I go to this uh, meeting, right? So what kind of questions do I prepare in advance? Mm. Do I also send these questions in advance to that person? Like, how do you go about like an actual, let's say, strategy?
1: Okay. <laughs> the strategy is you don't send them the question. You prepare your question. Don't send them, but you prepare a question. The questions could be so dependent. So, information interview can be used to know about the company or the role. So, there are two things. If you want to know about the role, then focus your interview questions on the role. So questions could be like, uh, what do you do in your daily day to basis? What do you find challenging in your job? What do you like in your job? And then what, what do, you do you dislike? What do, yeah, challenging. I, I call it the challenging because not dislike, <laughs> but it could be dislike. Mm-hmm. But another question which is good is, what would make a person successful at such role? For example, what would make, in your opinion, what would make a data engineer successful? These are a few questions, four or five questions, because it's only 20 minutes to ask about the role. About the company would be something else, but similar. What do you like about the company? What do you wish uh, that was different before you start? One improvement you want to see in the company. So not only about what you like, what you dislike, but also, yes. Deeper and questions.
0: And what can I offer in return? <laughs> I had a few lunches, and then at the end, people ask me, and then I answer questions, and then at the end, I get this question: "What can I help you with? What can I offer in return?" And I'm like always, my mind goes blank, and I don't know what to answer. To that <laughs> and then I understand that okay, they got something from me, and they want to return the favor, mm-hmm. right? yeah so if i'm like asking that person so they i ask them questions they already spend half an hour of my time like how can i figure out how can i be useful or i don't need to
1: you can ask just ask like they ask you how is there anything i can do to help you as well sometimes uh, you find most often they will say oh no thank you but Mm -hmm. yeah but uh, just being uh, willing to help Mm -hmm. And because when you you have that informational interview, they get to know you a little bit. For example, I talked with someone for an informational interview and to ask her about her role. And she knew that I'm a career coach. So when I asked her, okay, how can I help you? She said, uh, oh, I might need a career coach in, in the future. So let's just stay in touch. So usually this person will stay in touch, will connect with you on LinkedIn later after this interview. and that on its own, later they can ask you for help. So you don't have to return that uh, help right away. Be willing to offer it and know that you are now gaining a new connection, a new relationship that can benefit both sides in the future. Mm -hmm. And informational interview is not to ask about a job. It's not to Mm -hmm. ask, are you currently hiring? I want to apply. So they can suggest it themselves. Sometimes they suggest Mm -hmm. it themselves and they say, oh, because I know my coach said, because she was so prepared for her informational interview that the person she interviewed told her, if you want to apply, then tell me, I will refer you. So Mm -hmm. you don't ask it explicitly, but Mm -hmm. it can happen. Mm -hmm.
0: Because also at this stage, I guess the purpose is to figure out what you want. Yeah, right. exactly. So maybe you don't even know if you actually want to be a data engineer at this particular company. Exactly. Because when you ask them what do you not like about your job, and then you hear back what they say, you know, mm, no, maybe <laughs> it I'll do. To
1: me, I did a couple of uh, informational interview, and the beginning, oh, I like this, and then the second, the third, okay, no, this is not for, for me. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. So at this stage, it's just getting clear on. On finding the right job for you, right?
1: Yeah, but I I say don't ask for a job because usually now even people who are watching and they are currently in the job surgery with the, okay, I want to do something to get a job, not to learn about Uh it.
0: Just
1: understand that information. that's the
0: second pillar, right? The networking strategy. We kind of already started with networking. So we already reached out to people. We established these connections. But what about this networking strategy? Like now I'm looking for a job. So now I found that data engineering is the right job for me, right? I know the good things about this. I also know the challenges or not so good things, right? And now I understand, okay, I think it's for me. Now I start looking for a job. So when it comes to networking, like how is it different from what we discussed?
1: How is it different is it's not about networking with anyone, Mm -hmm. but networking with the right people. Who are the right people? So now you are clear on the job. So you know the job. You are the companies that you want to work at. Now, who are the right companies? Based on that, I will find who are the people I have to connect with. But not only that, Assess your network, your current network. Where are you under-invested? Where are you over-invested? Maybe you are connected to many people in another field, but not that data engineering. So see where the assessment of where are you over-invested or under-invested and from there create a list of the people that you are going to reach out to and have a goal for example every week reach out to five new people and connect to five people that you already know so networking is two things new people and people already that you already know why because actually there is a research that is done very old when it was done, a study by Harvard sociologist Granovetter, who studied hundreds of professionals and they found that more than half learned about their positions through personal contact. And out of those who learned about the positions from personal contact, only 16% of them saw that contact often. And more than 55% saw that contact only occasionally. Which means, the study was like, this means that the weak connections, the weak connections, people that you don't see that often, people that know you, but occasional, are actually your, uh, you can tap into them to know about the jobs. Because your strongest connection. they are probably in your same environment, on the same network. However, those like the weak connections can refer you to some new opportunities. That's why as part of your plan is connecting with the right people, new people, and as well, reaching out to those people that you already know, but haven't been in touch for so long and share with them your story, what you are doing right now. And yeah, just connect with them and share with them. And if they know anything, then... Tell them if they, you know any opportunity and so on. Just share with me or have a chat, have a coffee with them, connect with them again. Yeah, so that's part of the networking.
0: I realized that we have a lot of questions from the audience. Yeah, the
1: audience. Mm-hmm.
0: Yes, it's actually ten. That's I don't know if we will be able to cover all of them, but <laughs> we can start. Yeah, so I'll start with the first question. Okay. I left my job two years ago and I started learning data science and Python. How should I put the things I learned in the CV and projects I made in the CV?
1: Okay, I see that. Okay, you can put them in. So because you left your job two years ago, so right now you don't have a current experience. So I would put first in my resume, my skills. So after like the summary, I will put my skills and then I will put my practical projects, my practical projects, and then experience. Because to make it the first thing that they see is the projects that you are doing. That's how I would recommend. Another thing that I did myself, because I also left my job when I transitioned to data science, which is instead of moving the section of um, projects or practical projects, I kept the professional experience, but I added, so my last job ended in this year. And from that uh, time, I'm doing... Self-education, so I put it in the professional experience as well. Self-education, self-employment, and I mentioned some of the projects that I did. That's another way also to do it. And the goal here is to make it um, the first thing that they see, yeah, that I have experience in this field, and these are my projects.
0: Thank you. Another question. Do you know any service that can help with doing research on companies vacancies and requirements i think this is what we talked about and you said okay like Mm -hmm. you should come up with top five companies that you think you will like and then look at the job descriptions there understand the requirements and if i understand the question correctly is uh, it asks if i can outsource that
1: yeah (laughs) okay that's uh, possible you have to do it yourself But I think uh, what they are asking is a service, maybe a platform where you can research a company. Uh Anyway, this is something that you have to do yourself. So researching and where to go is you can research on LinkedIn and you can research the companies themselves, the profile, the jobs that they have, the people that they work there. So research could be a lot on LinkedIn on itself. It's not only the company profile. And then... Because the, in the question, there is to understand how your skills match the required ones. When you research the company, you research them to know what they are looking for. So, from there, and if you like to work at these companies, this is one thing. And then, before you also did the assessment of your skills, once you select the, the companies or yourself, you do the matching. You see, like, okay, these skills, like, um, there is some skills that I have, or these are some transferable skills. So this is manual work, actually. Mm-hmm. And that's what you can do is you can do a strength test, for example, to know what are your skills. This, um, it's not part of the question, but in the assessment of your profile, there are resources to see your strengths, your interests, like of things. I can share with, what are they. There is the Gallup test.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: There is the high five test which is a free alternative and then also there is the interest one i don't remember the the name of the platform but there are some platforms to help you with your skills figuring out the skills and the the Mm -hmm. researching is on you (laughs) Mm
0: -hmm. yeah because like if you outsource then like the process of doing that also helps right and if you just outsource and somebody comes with results it might not be what you actually need. Yeah, right?
1: it's like I was watching for my business, uh, talking about the marketing. You have to do some work yourself to know the, the core is your message and so on, and then you can outsource. But there is a part like you have to do it.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, the next question is from Aniko. Do you have any advice on how to tackle searching for a part-time job? Should I apply for a full-time position and say, Look, I only want to work half-time. Or mm. what's the strategy here? And I assume like if uh, somebody, let's say I imagine a situation where a mom wants to go back to work, right? But she still doesn't want to like go full-time. This is the scenario where this situation can appear.
1: Uh, so it's, I think it's a personal choice, but there are some strategies. The first strategy, which I found more recommended is to not tell in the beginning that uh, I want... So for example, you saw the job that is full-time, but you are interested to work at this company or maybe because ah something after researching the company, you can even apply spontaneously, by the way. So once you have the list of your companies, you can apply spontaneously. And so this person likes to work at this company, but either full-time or there is no position. What you do is you share your interest to work at this company And then you can either tell them from the beginning part-time or go on full-time in the beginning. And then once you prove yourself, then switch to part-time. That's the recommendation that I found when it's uh, about uh, full-time. Because usually when you say part-time and it's full-time, they will say, oh no, we are looking for a full-time position. And it stops. (laughs) So if I applied for a full-time the first interview, I wouldn't say, uh, I like this job, but uh, I want to work part-time. Let it at least in the advances. So not from the first interview. Mm-hmm. I know also someone I help it who from the beginning, she wants to mention it part-time. So it depends for you. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, how much is it a priority or negotiable, mm-hmm. but it's better to mm-hmm. keep it full-time in the beginning.
0: Because I imagine that, uh, let's say, if we talk about Germany, in Germany, the probation period is usually six months, like half a couple mm, of year. It's it means that probably you need to work full-time for at least six months, right? Before you can ask for reduction in hours.
1: Yeah, I would say in this time, full-time for six months, if it's the company is flexible, so target specific companies who have the flexibility, who can give you the remote option, and then just focus on that. And then once you have, you are either progressive in the interview, so mm-hmm. they are more interested in you because they kept, okay, I want this person. It's not like you say it in the beginning. And uh, the flexibility can make easy the full-time work. So it had to experiment that.
0: Yeah, thank you. So I worked in BI for five years. And the last year, also with some tools like Alterix and Tableau. Tableau is like a dashboard tool, yeah. So mm. now I have time to study data engineering. I am 42 years old. Am I too old for the move?
1: Okay. You are not too old for the move.
0: <laughs> it doesn't matter what age.
1: It doesn't matter what norm. It's like, it's true. Maybe there are some discrimination based on age. But legally and so on, it's not uh, an issue your age. So And you don't have to put it in your resume, by the way. <laughs> you don't put in your resume your age because it's the personal information. And from there, you focus on showing that you practice. So you say, for example, I um, they practiced with Tableau and some other tools. And they studied also data engineering. So focus on that in your resume. In your LinkedIn profile, show how you can already deliver value for the companies. Because companies, what do they care about? Is this person going to give me the results that I'm looking forward? So the return on investment. I'm even going to give you salary. What can you give in return? So focus on them. Move out from my age, my experience, and so on. And how can I show them that I can deliver them these results? Once you show them how can you deliver the results, they don't care about your age. And you can even use it at your beneficial, like if you have experience, previous experience, and so on, transferable skills, those can be beneficial. Those can be an advantage.
0: Mm -hmm. And yeah, if somebody in company thinks that, uh, like for them, age is important, then maybe... Then you don't want
1: want to work work at this company. (laughs) Because like,
0: it's probably... All younger people who don't have family and who just live at work and like all they do is work, right? Yeah. And you don't want to work there.
1: Yeah. Because, uh, yeah, exactly. You don't work to work there.
0: Yeah. So um, there is a person who is taking currently our data engineering course, right? And the question is, should I start applying for roles, data engineering roles, while I'm taking the course or after? Because I always feel like I'm not ready yet.
1: I always feel so. Should I start to apply while I'm doing the data engineering course or wait? Okay. What I would do, advice doing is start to share about your learnings. Start to share about your learning. So, whatever you learn in the course, during the course, share about it. Try to practice it. Small projects, small things that you can put on your GitHub profile. And from there, Maybe if you start applying, you can decide to apply after. If it's a career transition and you are in the course, then I would finish the course. And during the course, I start to have my marketing strategy. The marketing strategy, the last thing. So I start to network with the people in data engineering. I start to share my learnings and the challenges and so on. And then after I finish the course, I start to... Um, to apply for jobs, but I have already my network ready, my marketing strategy ready. That's the difference compared to someone who haven't worked on the job search at all before finishing the course. Mm. And by the way, I did it myself and it landed because I was doing that when I was in the career transition to data science. I started a project on computer vision and I was learning, okay, I faced these times, I have my personal website, I faced these challenges and I was even talking about um, the Visual Studio's problems and uh, how I changed them and so on. And that helped me like uh, first help some other people because I (laughs) helped some other people. That article that I wrote, I couldn't imagine that it will be referred many times because many people were facing the same problem and I helped them solve it. The first thing, and the second thing, people started because I was sharing what I'm doing and learning and the project that I'm working on, I got opportunity, like, let's come talk about your project that you are working on. So this already showed result to me when I went went through my transition.
0: Yeah, thanks for confirming that we are on the right way. So in our courses, we ask, we encourage people, students, participants, to share what they learn in public, mm. and we even give them a bit of extra motivation, to like we score the homework, and for each post they do on social networks, when they share something, they get extra points. So now you have an answer why you should do that. <laughs> <laughs> so I uh, like usually we don't go.
1: Do. Yeah, yeah, because don't put the goal only. I have to share it to show other people. If you put the goal as okay let me help another person let me engage with people and learn from them so you know so helping people who are not in that path yet and engage with the people who are more experienced just make it as an experiment Mm -hmm. that you are doing with others that's it
0: yeah like you'll be surprised how helpful it is actually
1: yeah for you and for others because when you also try to talk about what you learned or your project, you are making it easier for yourself later in an interview. In an interview, you will remember better because that helps you mm-hmm. memorize.
0: So, which means that uh, it's not just you write a post on LinkedIn, hey, I learned Docker, cool. And that's it. <laughs> you actually write a post about what you learned, put it on like some blogging platform, and then oh. you share the post.
1: Or maybe some challenges at the end. You say, okay, but I face this challenge. What do you... Yeah yeah and ask for opinion
0: or yeah. To in- okay we should be wrapping up and i see that there is a comment Gallup test is the best way to know the top five skills i did it before twice so we talked about yeah. that so you can use these sort of tests to figure out your things. yeah and i think we should be wrapping up maybe before we finish for the day are there any resources Books, courses, YouTube videos, or whatever, that you can recommend for those who want we'll to learn more about this topic.
1: Yeah. Thank you, Alexey. I was I just put a link for the my next career move, my next move a website, where you can do the test there in order to see what are your interests. So the degree of interest. And that's good because it helps guide you, for example, in terms of what industry you are going to be interested in more in contributing to, and also what roles. So that is a good resource. And otherwise, I would recommend the Feel the Fear and Do It Anyway book by Susan Jeffers, and also a book that helped me a lot, which is The Success Principles by Jack Canfield. Otherwise, it would be the podcast Awesome at Your Job, Data Talks Club, (laughs) and Career Contessa for yeah, it's another
0: podcast. And that's all we have time for today. So thanks a lot, Sarah, for joining us today, for sharing your experience with us, for sharing all these tips. We covered only two out of four pillars, but I think that's already a lot of information and it will help many, many, many people. So thanks a lot for doing that. And if somebody wants to find out more about what you do, we'll share all the, the, the links in the description. Yeah.
1: And I'm in the Slack channel. I'm there. So if you have career questions that weren't answered, you can post them again in that uh, channel. And I will reply whenever.
0: And, yeah, I noticed that you answered questions. So thanks a lot for doing that. So My pleasure. Okay. Yeah, then um, have a great week, everyone. Goodbye. Have
1: a great week. Bye-bye.